You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hello, welcome back to The Uncommon Truth. I'm joined again by Steve and Vicky Orsillo. Yep, I'm back. I, it's been it's been a quite a few that I haven't been on. I was sick, and then we went away. Yeah. So I'm glad to be back. I got to be back. We're glad to have you back. Me Thank too. You. And I have to ask, how was your time in Florida? You have to ask. I have to ask. It was really <laughs> good. It was really nice. Yeah. We took uh, so we usually go on cruises, and this time we didn't go on a cruise in Florida, and we haven't seen Florida. So I said to Steve, I'm gonna take him to Disney World, mm-hmm. and I think inside his internal reaction was. Ooh. <laughs> He didn't really want to go, yeah. but um, I'd say, think that you'd go back again, wouldn't you? Absolutely, I love it. Great, honestly, you know, we haven't been to Disney for many, many years, and there's a feeling still when you walk into Disney. It's just, uh, it's, it brings me back to my childhood, and when everything was kind of, besides it being real expensive, the simplicity of, uh, you know, Disney happy yeah. and clean everywhere, everything. The attention to detail yeah. is amazing. So we had a great time. Yeah, there's a T-shirt people wear around Disney that says Disney. The most expensive day ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We found that to be true. Yeah. yeah. But we had a good time, and then we drove. We went there for seven days, and then we drove um, to a few beaches. Went to Fort Lauderdale and uh, Daytona. What's the place? Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, that was really nice. Just driving around, seeing Florida. It's a beautiful, beautiful state. If you're from Florida, you're really blessed. It's nice. Blessed. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad yeah. that you guys had some. It was time. really, really cold. Really cold. Oh my gosh! It was there. there I guess a, there's a nor'easter um, by New York area, and people, it was not warm. We were walking the boardwalk down there at, um, by Fort Lauderdale, and it was freezing. It was. They literally had a warning that it would be raining iguanas. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. It's so cold. The iguanas just sit there in a the tree and they just lose oh. grip and they fall. Oh. We saw one. We saw one. Yeah. <laughs> we saw this iguana. And everybody goes. Did you hear the news where they're falling out of trees? And I said, No, I didn't hear that. But I've heard it since three or four times. Really? Wow. Yeah. That that there was a report in Florida that it was raining iguanas. They're falling out of trees and hitting huh. people. They're big. They're, we just were riding yeah, by one day and it was lizard. big. That's, yeah. And they've overrun Florida. It's, it's a it's a real. I've heard about that. Yeah, it's a trouble. Yeah. Iguana capital of the world. Yeah, they have iguana uh, bounties. Hmm. So it was a good time. That's we're good. glad to be back. I'm glad that you guys are back. And I believe the Lord refreshed you and said a few things to you. And we're excited to hear about that in the Uncommon Truth. That's it. But let's go. Uh, today we're gonna we finished the last letter of uh, our series in Revelation a few weeks ago. Now um, we finally got to Laodicea after talking about it for Forever. a few weeks, and we learned about him. Can I just say that if you have not uh, listened to those yeah. podcasts regarding the seven seven letters, yes, um, in Revelations, I would really encourage you strongly to go back and listen to those. Um, they're they are something else in context. Yeah. Reading them, uh, Jesus' letters to the churches. Um, obviously, yeah. it's 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 um, um, who was a John uh, kind of senior moment. But it would just go back and listen to those podcasts. Mm-hmm. They were fabulous. Well they done. Were, yeah, we had a lot of great revelation, and we're excited to. I'm excited for me to see what taking some of those things on and looking at them is going to bear in my life. So good. Today, let's look at uh, Revelation 4, which is immediately after those letters, Um, and John continues on his journey, and I I just want to look at 
what comes next and from there we're going to go into some other things as we move forward in the series but i want to take a look here today so uh, revelation 4 verse 1 it says after these things being the letters i looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice which i had heard like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me said come up here and i will show you what must take place after these things immediately i was in the spirit and behold a throne was standing in heaven and one sitting on the throne he who was sitting was like a jasper stone and a sarid i don't even say it sardius sardius in appearance and there was a rainbow around the throne like an emerald in appearance Around the throne were 24 thrones, and upon the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. Out from the throne came flashes of lightning and sounds like peals of thunder, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was something like a sea of glass, like crystal, and in the center and around the throne four living creatures, full of eyes, in front and behind. The first creature was like a lion, the second creature like a calf, the third had the face of a a man, and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, full of eyes, uh, full of eyes around and within, and day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. And when the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders will fall down before him who sits on the throne and will worship him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the Lord, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive honor, sorry, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. Hmm. Wow. What are you going to do with that? I mean, the, the the thing that immediately stands out to me is just the the glory of who he is and the mm. glory of what he's made and the wonder of his, his power. But wow. I, I guess what I, you know, Steve, you can share whatever you want to share from reading that. But my, my thought for us is, you know, there's something in that uh, after the revelation of Jesus that John sees, after hearing his his words and his teaching and all of that that the, the immediate thing we start to see is his glory and, and the response to that being worship so there's there's something special i believe in that in that connection but what would you like to share with us i think that in a, any uh, world that wants to know who god is and you you know you look at what we've created with uh, our imaginations and our mm-hmm. our cartoons our animation all that stuff what we've created and we go to the far end, you know, when we create a really evil mm-hmm. beast, like in movies where there's some really evil thing that yeah. is so, you know, demonic. completely mm-hmm. powerful, demonic. Like the Green Lantern movie had a really horrible one that came to eat everything. Right. Oh, wow. Um, and every and so many movies have all these things like this where the imagination, mm-hmm. and then you look at the superheroes mm-hmm. that are so popular today in this generation. We create this imagination of something and we make it outlandish. We make it way out there. This mm-hmm. Thanos character that's like a godlike character, but he looks like a man, and he, and he, he doesn't have uh, seven spirits right. for heaven's sakes. He doesn't have all this 
you know, emerald mm-hmm. eyes and, and sardius and yeah. all the things this is saying. Um, and it's, it's these 24 elders clothed in white. See, we want, we want to just stop there, but mm-hmm. they have eyes around underneath their wings and their right. arms. They have arms all around. I mean, they do not look like somebody you'd want to meet outside in the dark. <laughs> and they, they do not, not so you much. know, if, if you were going to imagine bad things, you would draw pictures of this description. <laughs> But that what it is, it's a it's a uh, what's the word? It's a seduction Mm -hmm. of what we think of God and who God is. It's a seducing of them, of our minds. And if we just let the Bible teach us these things and say, do you still want to go to heaven after reading that? Do you still want to spend eternity with this God who is described in this way? Mm. And the focus of the serving angels is to worship him and declare his glory. And he likes to be worshipped. And, you know, we create a world that's completely the opposite of God. And we make people want something other than God. And then we fail to teach this. We, we really do not bring this into the Christian church very often, hmm. that he is described this way, yeah. that his throne is this way, right. and that the elders around his throne behave this way, and the beings there look this way. And it's, um, you know, do you still want to hmm. be with him? Well. And I think that really what's important in the book why it's in the bible is because i I understand this feeling that if you know me you may not want me Hmm. and you really got to want god and you really got to want you really must begin to learn who he is we make up who he is all the time we we make god in man's image all the time and it's pretty amazing that he made us in his image, and then we say he had a sense of humor doing that, and he wasn't fooling him doing that. There was mm-hmm. no sense of humor involved in making man and then making woman mm-hmm. and saying it was good. And you, and as you get to know him, you look at it and you say, well, I get to know you, and I find that I am pitiful, poor, blind, and naked standing in front of you. I am not pure next to you. Mm-hmm. I am not plumb next to you. And And you look very strange. You are dressed up very strange. And into my imagination, in my world. Right. Now, do I want him? And do I want to know more about him? Because what if there's more? Yeah. What if there's, what if, um, I guess the question comes down to not what if, but are you willing to let God be God right. and love him who for who he is, not for who you make him to be, not for who you declare him to be. That's really good. Facebook is the launching pad. It's the stage, center stage mm-hmm. for the misrepresentation of God. Yeah. And the Bible is should be center stage, and we should be reading it for who is he, not mm-hmm. how do I sound smart when I quote it. We should be looking at it for who is he. And when I know who he is, do I still want him? Hmm. And when I, if I do want him, who does that make me? What's the calling in my life? What am I supposed, how am I supposed to respond to that? Revelation goes very clearly to tell you how he just did in seven letters, tell us how to respond to him and what he requires of us and wants from us kind of stuff. That's good. But that's what I see when I read this is that, that just the, the off the top, thing is wow do you still want him after reading that i mean this is he's he's a supernatural plow boy and he's dressed up kind of strange just how barry mcguire said it many years ago you know and um (laughs) it's like 
I, I right immediately knew what he was talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah. he is dressed up kind of strange. He does not look like my imagination no. would imagine. I'd rather the picture of him in the clouds, the old man with the beard and white hair in the yeah. clouds with his hands out receiving the world. Yeah. Michelangelo's vision of God, you know. I would rather have that vision. I yeah. think Michelangelo did some uh, disservice mm -hmm. in some way by only giving us that vision because mm -hmm. this vision here is a wholly different, different. thing. I admit that when I picture the throne and even you know some of those verses about a boldly approaching the throne by the blood of Christ, those kind of things. I don't you say boldly, boldly, boldly. Okay. I okay. don't have a picture of the twenty-four no. elders and the four beasts creatures. and all the creatures. I don't have that in that picture, oh. and I think we. It wouldn't be in your painting. <laughs> we kind of, like you said, we we bring it down maybe to what we can understand or what we can comprehend or what makes us feel comfortable, and that's. Uh, my yeah. question is the creatures um they sound kind of like you said a little little weird you know the creatures um but they're given glory are they are, are who are they i mean who are the creatures anybody they're the angels they're basically mm -hmm. angels that minister to god the 24 yeah. elders no the creatures oh the creatures well they're angels and yeah. who are the elders they're just the angels that are chosen as elders. Maybe yeah. they're the, oh, not, they were created first or it's something. It's not Paul or it's not, it's not John or no. it's not it's anything like that. That who are Because it's 24. It's an interesting number of elders. And I've often wondered who are the creatures and who are the elders. And if I'm wondering that, I imagine other people are wondering that. So, um, Mr. Steve? Um, I'm pretty sure. For, I'm, I'm scrolling fast. Mm -hmm. To see? Yeah. <laughs> Study show yourself approved? <laughs> I suppose if John saw the vision, it couldn't necessarily have been John. You think John saw himself? Well, he could have done, I suppose. That's pretty narcissistic. <laughs> but if he, I'd imagine it was, yeah. I mean, does anybody, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, the yeah. creatures don't sound like something that Jesus or God would really want mm -hmm. at the at the cross, at the uh, throne. Uh, you know, they're called creatures. Mm -hmm. And they're depicted not very wonderfully. Well, I was looking for the description of the 24 elders and it's crazy. Yeah, they're yeah. white. They're 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 um what's clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. Yeah, but it talks about their eyes under their wings and all kinds <laughs> I think that's the creatures, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, somewhere. Okay. And and they have eyes all the way around so they can see the, the, the elders do. Yeah. 24 elders. Yeah, anyway. they do. And anyway, I couldn't find it and I don't want to take the time, but no. But it's still the so who are the creatures? Mm -hmm. They're they're God's creation. Well, yeah, it's a lion, a second creature, like mm -hmm. a calf, third yeah. creature, yeah. had a face like that of a man. I think um, it represents <clears throat> the creation of God. Yeah. Okay. Man is man is part of the creation of God. That's right. Yeah. I think it, it all points to that same idea that maybe, you know, a lot of the things, I think we talked about this right at the start of this season, which was that, you know, lots of things in Revelation are up for interpretation. But, Correct. But they all point towards a God that is... Maybe bigger and holier and way out more of our wonderful box. than we and I think understand. See, that's right? exactly right, Luke. Yeah. I think uh, Steve said it is that I think the problem in twenty are we in twenty twenty two. Twenty second no, we're in twenty first century. Yes. Is it twenty first century? century, yes. Okay, sorry. we're in twenty first century. Twenty years twenty two. But um, I think that's the dilemma that we have in, mm -hmm. in, in twenty one twenty first century is that we do want to make him in that picture of Da Vinci mm -hmm. or 
uh, you know, or whatever, you know, Thomas Kincaid or mm -hmm. whatever paints. It seems so much more static. And the new you reach, read this, we can't, we're sitting here thinking, we can't even really mm -hmm. comprehend this. No. Like you said, when I think of God, I never think about the guys with the eyes under his armpits. Right. You know, I just don't, I don't think of guys clothed in white. You know, I think of angels sometimes, but the angels are in my interpretation as well. And they got the wings and they're white and they're cute. And, and uh, you know, but that's very fascinating that I can't even comprehend mm -hmm. basically what he's saying. Yeah. It's, that's how great he is. But we oftentimes want to depict God as we want to, mm -hmm. and and it's wrong. It's it's right. he, he he depicts who he is. I think it does people a disservice. Did uh, I say it right? Yeah. yeah. We we present we present uh, um, as Father. Mm -hmm. We don't present this strong protector. What we have today is this vision of the Stay Puft Doughboy as your daddy, <laughs> and and you poke him in the belly and he laughs and and chuckles and feels rolls very around. Doughboy. That's what I said. Yeah. Stay Puff. Nobody oh, the, knows what Stay well, Puff is. The Stay Puff Doughboy. Yeah. Oh, people do. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Pillsbury Doughboy came dough from boy. the Stay Puff Doughboy. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> why did we correct me for that? Because, anyway. it, because it's been a few minutes. I okay. need to correct you. You hadn't corrected me in the yeah, last yeah. three minutes. Oh, my God. She was, wrong, anyway. she was wrong about something before the episode started. So yeah, she had oh, to. Okay. Well, then I have to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We digress. So yeah, you did. I think we present God as a. As so, and then they want to call him the lesser names of Father. They want to call him Papa yeah. or. Daddy. Or a daddy, yeah. or a God. heavenly daddy, mm -hmm. and they and they they make this you know come play with you and tickle you mm -hmm. and all those things which I did with my kids, but that isn't how my kids re my kids don't remember. That's not how they describe me. Mm -hmm. I think that when we present God as the uh, like a very low low description of Father, like it's the good. softer, mm -hmm. easier one, without really then good. describing the rest of Him and. Yeah. If we describe him as Michelangelo's old man reaching from the clouds, yeah. um, then we have to also describe him by the fourth chapter of Revelation, <laughs> right. right? And we have to give a clear picture wow, of who good. he that's is good. because I think this generation gets this, uh, he loves you so much, he'll do everything for you, he'll bless you, he'll mm -hmm. do yeah. it doesn't matter what you'll do, he doesn't care what you do. And then they meet, they find out this is what he's like. And yeah. if you read, as we read in Revelations, you're going to see he really does care mm -hmm. what you do. Right. And they're not telling you the truth that he doesn't yeah. care what you do. And Jesus is real clear really that they, he cares what you do. And they find that out and they walk away. I mean, yeah. faith is being abandoned everywhere because That's they true. find out that what they believed in, they don't even know what they believed wow. in. Right. They find out what it is they're believing. So wait a minute, we have to believe the Bible? Isn't that a fairy tale book? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a isn't that a made up book? In fact, a, a former pastor just told me, well, I just found out the Bible and went into all this Bible apologetics proving the Bible wrong. And I'm wow. like, man, you are so far off. It's unbelievable. You have all these assumptions, wow. uh, you know. What's that thing uh, uh, Darwin does where, you know, where he says if, if this happened or if that happened? Uh, uh, the sub suppositions, sub yeah. yeah. They do suppositions and prove that the Bible's not yeah. true because they don't want to believe that that's who God is. And it's who J John says he is. And the Bible has survived the scrutiny of many. I right. mean, it's, it's really well scrutinized. To, and so I'm a biblical Christian. And if I'm going to believe, I'm going to have to believe the one in Revelation and the one in Genesis. It's really good. Right. When the, you know, we love the story of the parted seas and the Israelites escape, but what about the fact Bible. that all those Egyptian soldiers just following orders got swallowed up by an ocean? Right. I mean, I don't think that was very fun for them. No. Or all the ites. All, I mean, how about all yeah. the, 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 you know, uh, plagues in uh, Israel, in yeah. Egypt? Egypt, yeah. You know, they weren't, the, their, their king was making decisions that they were, they were, he was writing checks and they were paying the tab. <laughs> It's true. They were covering them. And then, he's, and then in the desert, he's 
plagues got hit on the Israelites too for the disobedience that you know it's the right. so there's yeah. this both you know and yeah. I think you both. need to see forget, God no, before you determine that. Yeah. that you love him and want to follow him but I suggest you love him and want to follow him yeah. when you take this God with this kind of a appearance and this kind of a king a throne room mm-hmm. and then you look at that he came to pay a penalty he left there in one of those seven spirits or something however that works mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even try to understand that seven spirit thing I but if, if one of them is the word mm-hmm. and it became Jesus and Jesus is a in a human body, mm-hmm. but the spirit of God, I, I think that you look at that story and you go, that God who looks like that and behaves like that. And, <laughs> and, and he's the re- one of Genesis and the one of Revelation yeah. and the one throughout the story of the Exodus and everything, but still came and paid the penalty for me. Wow. I, I think if you fall in love with him. He's all worth facets. following all the days of your life. And, yeah. and, and then you watch in your life how life is good, how you get healed of your mm-hmm. wounds. And you get, you're it just, it's further up and farther in and you get better, better and better. You just get, you know, line upon line and you just keep growing and your mm-hmm. faith just keeps, but, but that's when you look at him and try to understand who he is. And I think the pursuit of who God is, has got to be the most important pursuit of your life. Yeah. Wow. And this is describing him. And I'm when you're reading, I'm thinking, I wonder how many people really are listening because you, the vast majority don't want to hear that. No. Then they have a choice to make. Oh, wait, I didn't want to know that about him. Now I can't like him. Mm. Yeah. And it's weird. It's, and it's I, horror story imagination stuff. I mean, but I like him. I think, you know, it, it, I think what you guys are saying is really good is, is to look at you know, who he, who he's God, of the Old Testament is God, of the New Testament. He says in Hebrews 13, 9, you know, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does, he changes not. Mm-hmm. And what he was talking about is, you know, nowadays in lots of streams of Christianity, they want to make him the, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Mm-hmm. He's he kind of like, really is like a butler. And, and then when you read the Old Testament, it's like, what do you do with that? You yeah. know? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. That's what he says. Yeah. I change not. Or I'm not a man that I would lie. And then you read these things in Revelations, and it's it seems as though that our box needs to get a little bigger regarding yeah. what we what we our perception of who God is. It's true. I think we'll be surprised, like really surprised when we see him face to face. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't, you know, no eye has seen, you know, no yeah. ear has heard. Um so I, I, I think it's great. I think people should read Revelations. Mm-hmm. I think we're cautioned, like, don't read Revelations because you can't understand it. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty understandable. Yeah. Well, we just can't, we just can't lot, like... Yeah, there's a lot you can't understand. Right. We just, we just can't, like, the seven spirits. What's the seven spirits? I don't know. The yeah. seven spirits yeah. of God. Yeah. We've never heard of the seven spirits mm-hmm. of God. Who are they? Mm-hmm. We've heard of the, th- the three, you know, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the three in one. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, there is a lot that you can't understand, cannot understand. But the gist of it you can get the concept of who God may or may not be. Yeah. I think you can see enough yeah. to, you, you can, can see enough to learn a lot. You can. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, as you, as you were both speaking, I was just th- here thinking about comfort. And <clears throat> I think one of the biggest challenges to reading these passages in revelation and even the certain parts of the story in the old Testament and even things that Jesus himself says in, in the gospels is that, if it doesn't make us feel comfortable, then we don't really want to fit it into our faith anymore, right? Really true. It doesn't make us feel comfortable. And I think a lot of church culture today wants to maybe make people feel comfortable. I think we're all looking to have, you know, jobs or 
finances or homes or stuff or things that make us feel comfortable and that you know when that becomes our an idol in our lives these kind of passages that don't make us feel comfortable anymore we have you know we kind of just want to put it that's really good we want to exit out yeah Yeah, we don't want to read it but it's it is just to really know who god is and we never really will know who god is but the journey to know who he is i think you need to read both sides of the aisle basically and and all from cover to cover um from from genesis all the way to revelations Mm -hmm. i think it's really important to get the the whole gist of who he is we often talk about you know we're 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 new new testament christians you were biblical christians Mm -hmm. and that's how we should live but we should never lose fact or the or the track Mm -hmm. that he's still the same yeah he just sent a son so that we might have a way to procure uh Salvation, salvation, and heaven, yeah. heaven, heaven, and stuff. So, it's a, uh, it really is, it really yeah. is a, again a sobering, sobering passage. So, what is it? Do you think about society today that has got us to this place where comfort is, seems to be our number one goal, or the absence of fear, whatever? Well, way you put I it. think like, it's so human nature yeah. to want to be comfortable. Yeah. And then, if you experience comfort, mm-hmm. if you grew up on on terrible car seats or. You, and now you've got these amazing car mm-hmm. seats that are all cushiony, and you can adjust them and everything. You, you, what are you going to choose? You know, it's very few people are going to choose to go back to that right. for the for the seat, right? Mm-hmm. And we're always sitting in chairs, seeing if we're comfortable. And I think it's the pursuit of comfort isn't what's so bad as much as the uh, that everything has to be comfortable, right? And God must be comfortable. He's got to be a comfortable God. Yeah. And so I think it's a trap you fall in with comfort. It's okay to want comfort. It's it's human nature to want comfort or be comforted. Mm-hmm. But it's the problem is then you start like rejecting things that are not comfortable. Right. And I think that when you do the study of God, you come upon many things that are not, comfortable, not comfortable, like this description of all this right. throne and the and the creatures around the throne. Yeah. And John's description of the letters and those kind of things, man, that'll make you uncomfortable. And what you have to really do is not try to avoid discomfort, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just totally try to wipe it out of your life. It's failure and it's some some struggle mm-hmm. that really causes us to grow to become great. Right. And we live in a society now, we're, we're at the point of comfort where we're bored with it. We're bored mm-hmm. with trying to create comfort, so now we're trying to create something else. We're trying to rewrite mm-hmm. and reimagine things. And we're going to end up with some pretty... Uh, distant things are going to get pretty far out there distant mm-hmm. from the truth and uh heaven forbid i i have no desire to ever get far from the truth mm-hmm. or uh just ever stop pursuing the truth you know right that's my way of looking at it yeah as um you know we, we talked about the idea of uh a few minutes back about god as father and how we now a lot of the time we want to present god as you know the the cuddly, nice father, and as opposed to a father that um, maybe disciplines or corrects or challenges or you know is a more whole picture of a father. And I was <coughs> Vicky for you. I was thinking, what what is it that you think causes people maybe to reject that part of who God the Father is? That's all, that, well, because it's it's just we want to run from discomfort, like yeah. you guys were talking yeah. about. It's you know, we've had many tragedies and many things happen to us in our life, and as you have, and those are not, we don't, we don't want those. Mm-hmm. We really don't. And 
though if we look back and see what God has done through those, we could see his hand, but we never actually long for, boy, mm. I wish, I, I really want to lose my house. I really want to live under a tree. <laughs> yeah. And you read you read the words of the apostles, mm. and uh, I mean, lowered lowered in a basket, you know, being in prison, yeah. being beaten. Stoned that's not very dead. comfortable. Right. I don't think I want that, mm-hmm. you know. And then Jesus saying, these, you know, this is how they're going to treat you. Yeah. And I think we want to avoid those. Mm. I do. I don't want to be persecuted. I don't even want people not to like me. <laughs> <clears throat> so right. you know, it, it's it's it is our human flesh. We mm-hmm. forget, um, but yeah, it's it's there. And then every time something happens, we want him to uh, jaws a life us out of yeah. uh, situations. And yeah. sometimes it's really it's not the de- it's not the devil. Mm-hmm. Things are happening because God allows it, yeah. and it's it's for our good. But at the time, it's it's so horrendously hard. Yeah, and you grow so much, but yet we long for the times we feel like. Uh, we're more blessed. I remember, you know, for years and years, in fact, Stephen, I've talked about it, is that, you know, nothing really happened bad mm-hmm. to us. I mean, our son had Down syndrome, and maybe people might think that would was kind of a mm-hmm. slug. But then for years and years, it just was like, we're so blessed, we're so blessed, mm-hmm. we're so blessed. We equated that. Mm-hmm. We were blessed because we, there was no major maladies in our life. Mm-hmm. There was no upheavals. There was no death and destruction. And we actually said, we're so blessed. And that's what our equal sign was, is that we were comfortable. You know, look at it, look at it, we're all so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that really is the wrong definition of what Christianity is and who God is. And, and the, whole, the whole picture of God the Father is you got to look at every chapter in the Bible and the way he responded. And, and we could yeah. die if we look at him and you stand on holy ground. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, all the Israelites who were, I mean, those poor Israelites, I mean, not the Israelites, the Egyptians were just mm-hmm. following, doing, you know, I mean, they were, their commander told them to go get the Israelites yeah. and they, you know, <laughs> they're just, that was their job, like yeah. working at Taco Bell, you know, and, <laughs> and the wall, they were all killed, yeah. you know, um, and, and, or the fact that God said, don't, you know, kill every living thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's talking about kids. Right. Here you find out who he is. It's like, that's yeah. so tragically huge, you know, tragically big. Mm-hmm. We we can't even think of God, a, a loving God like that. Yeah. And then people say, well, God wouldn't do that. A loving God wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard that? A loving God yeah. wouldn't do that. A loving God wouldn't take your seven-year-old granddaughter. Yeah. Well, my God is loving, and he did take my granddaughter, yeah. and he's still loving. Yeah. Because I'm still here, and he's still loving. But we put all these adjectives on him, and I don't even know if I answered your question. I think that's I did. Okay. Yeah, that's good. But um, it's like we don't want to be persecuted, and we don't want to be uncomfortable. No. And everything is everything. The government gives us everything, and mm-hmm. we buy everything. And you know, you just, I'm just looking around this room, and we have everything we possibly want. Mm-hmm. We, lo- we lack for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the Christians in China and Africa pray for us to be persecuted mm-hmm. because they know. Yeah. That you know, this is the full the full measure of who God is. Is that a loving God, a loving Father, would allow those things to happen to you, because yeah. He knows the, the game plan in really the end. Good. And you know, at the end of this chapter in Revelation that we read, that it goes into this moment when these these creatures that we've been talking about that make us feel uncomfortable, their response to looking at God on the throne, right, is, is holy, holy, holy is the Lord, which there are many worship songs that talk about how holy he is and how worthy he is and um, Steve, would you just maybe speak to what worship is and why we do it and what why that's an important value? And So I believe that we worship, the word means to express the worth of God. Yeah. 
And I think what God's looking for are people that can value him mm. and understand him. Yeah. Knowing him, do you still think he's good, like yeah. Vicky just said? And I, and I think his perspective of eternity versus our, our perspective of life being everything mm. is probably where we'll find most of those answers. Mm. So I stand there with the idea that I don't understand. One thing I can guarantee you is I understand very little. Yeah. I see through a glass darkly. And so whatever portion of him I see, having spent my life trying to find out who he is, mm. trying to have him reveal who he is, I have found great value mm. in him in my life. He might look funny. He might be that supernatural plow boy who's dressed up kind of strange, like Barry McGuire's song said, and yet I like him, mm. and I like having him in my life. I like what he's done for my life. Mm -hmm. And I can see that he's very serious about what he says yeah. and all, all that understanding of him my life is the best it's ever been and so he has great worth to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I sing songs and I, I really get into songs I, I'll sing a lot of songs that don't really express my heart too much but then I'll sing you'll get in that song to a point where it really is what you want to say to him mm -hmm. and so that's worship of God and why we do it is it's clear from this verse today he likes it. Yeah. He likes being worshiped. Yeah. He created beings to worship him. Mm. Oh yeah, that'll that'll really turn some people on. <laughs> but he created worshipers to declare how great he is and holy he is. <clears throat> and in my life, I've experienced a great deal of days walking with him, and I have found that I want to walk with him. Yeah. I don't want to hide from him. I'm not afraid of what he'll say to me. I'm not afraid of what he'll ask for. And the whole, you know, bless my life club, they would be very afraid to meet him as this, mm. this creature described in here. Frightening. So we, what, what, we worship what we don't know. Mm. That's what Paul, I think it was Paul said that. We worship what we don't know. And I want to worship at least a little bit of knowing. Mm. Well, I want whatever I know to be okay. Yeah. Like, I know these things about God. Now i got to wrestle with that. Am I okay with that? Mm. Well, I'm okay with him, and I'm okay with the idea I don't understand. So, therefore, one day I will understand. As much as I know now, as, as mature as I am now, I like him, and I, and I worship him, and I adore what he's done in my life, and I, I love what he has done to allow me to receive. Like, the cross isn't in my life. It's mm. there for me. And it becomes in my life when I receive it. And so there's so many things like that that make you just stop and go, well, I don't understand why anybody on earth wouldn't worship him. Why would anybody not worship him? Right. If you can look up and see the sky, the clouds, that breathe the air, look around you, and see the earth created, the creation, how babies, how babies oh are gosh. made first, and then how they're born. I mean, it's just so miraculous. It's like... I, I don't even know how that could be explained as evolution. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how anything like that couldn't be intelligent design. Mm -hmm. How does that, exp I mean, it must be intelligent design to me. But you just look around and you see how wondrously man is made compared to the rest of creation. And he says he made man in his image. He didn't say that about the rest mm -hmm. of it. And so how much different man is. There's so many reasons to look and say, no, no, I believe that he's good. Yeah. And I believe that he's real. And I've seen him in my life. 
and I will follow him and I will worship him. And, and so worship as a song service is really the lowest form of worship there is. Worship as obedience, mm. worship as following direction mm-hmm. beside, you know, on top of obedience. Like obedience is just, I would think, having rules in your life, having standards that you, you adhere to. Yeah. But I would think that uh, following and imitating and just trying to live in a pleasing manner that brings honor and glory to him. Yeah. Say I'm a follower of God's and then to act bad makes God look bad. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. following him and doing bad? Um, I want to do good. I want someone to say, wow, why do you do good? Because I follow a good God. Mm. But I don't want it to just be words. I want my actions to speak louder than those words. And I want it to, my life to prove it's true. That's good, yeah. And so to me, that's the highest form of worship. Yeah. The imitation, sincerest form of flattery is what mm. we've said, but it's really the highest form of worship. Mm. So imitation, living my life, uh, giving my money away. One of the highest forms of worship there is. I think it's much greater than the song service, much more important. Uh, but what's really big really good. is the corporate worship, yeah. where two or more gather, where two agree on these on the worshipful things. Like these are some of the best words in the whole world. You know the the ones holy, in, holy, in holy. yeah the holy mm-hmm. holy 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 is the Lord God yeah. Almighty who was and what is and is to come, and and there's worthy are you Lord. Yeah. You know that whole worthy are you At saying. The bottom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to take the book and break its seals, and you you're worthy. Oh. You are a worthy God, and to yeah. say those things, you're saying what the worth of God to you is. Right. All the things they start singing, they're just really good words to sing to God, yeah. and they're good words to say to God. And so, to me, that's why we worship. I have found there's a benefit from worship, but the beginning of worship is just the understanding that He's good. Yeah. And he likes it. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't like to sing or I didn't like to worship, I still should do it because he likes it. Right. And if I'm going to say I love him, the least I can do is do what he likes. That's good. He says he likes obedience. He likes righteous living. He, I mean, there's so many. There's a whole list of them Solomon put in the Bible. Yeah. Things he likes. Righteousness, honesty, mm-hmm. honor and integrity, goodness, grace, forgiveness. He likes all those things. So we should do those because he likes it. And we should really count, like lick your finger and go check mark. <laughs> I worshiped him today because I did what he said. Yeah. I did what he likes. It's really good. So as we see him, the more we know him, we, our response should be to love him and to worship him. And yeah, it should be to love him yeah. more. Yeah. I understand that this chapter today puts you on your back heel. Yeah. But you got to think it through. Right. And decide. That, you know, he, it's not that he just suddenly became that way. Mm-hmm. This book was written 2,000 years ago. Right. And it, and it was many thousand before that that he first showed up with man. Yep. He's been this, he's been he this is, every day yeah. of that time. And, you know, all descriptions of him. I mean, Adam saw him. Yeah. Very few people ever saw him. Moses got pretty close to seeing him. Yeah. And by the time Moses came along, we'd been so diminished by sin that we couldn't look at him. Mm-hmm. Adam got to walk with him and see him yeah. because Adam was perfected human yeah. who then went to sin after he saw right. God. And uh, so we can't see God because we can't survive it because we're in a weakened state. Mm-hmm. And what's awesome is he doesn't show himself to us because he knows it'll kill, kill us. us. Mm-hmm. And he's good that way. Yeah. And if we're bad, he's gonna, we're going to get what he says because mm-hmm. he's honest and he has integrity. And he wants us to worship him with our lives. Yeah. Lay down our lives, and one of the biggest, here's, here's another huge form of worship. Just trust in Him. Yeah. Trust me. I love when you trust me. Yeah. 
And since he loves when I trust him, why don't we just trust him? Trust him. Yeah. It's good. Amen. 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 So we just, we we encourage you guys just to Bam. read these words and Bam. and you know if you got to wrestle with them, if you got to talk to somebody about them, if you got to you know ask questions, but don't just put it to one side because it's uncomfortable or put it to one side because you don't understand but seek him and find him and love him and yeah. discover that he's good even when we don't understand it's really good when we uh just thank you for listening today and thank we'll you. be back next time we will we'll be on a, we're on a roll we're on a roll god bless you guys god bless you've been listening to the uncommon truth thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine we really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.